0: Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to Breakfast on the Class. Breakfast on the Class today is sponsored by Mark Sitt, dedicated in honor of the Sarur and Shira families in celebration of the birth of baby Rini to Cookie and Richard Sarur. Mabruk, uh, Mazatov, you should be zochet to see only nacha from her forever and ever. As well, the week of cold brew is dedicated in loving memory of Sammy Sayed. alava shalom, lilui nishmat, Shilmo Ben Rivka, sponsored by his son Isaac Said. The pasuk says, "Isha ki a woman who conceives v'yaleda zahar, and she gives birth to a baby boy." And then it tells us the laws of the brit milah. The rabbis ask what seems to be an obvious question: Why was it important to tell you, "Isha ki v'yaleda zahar"? If you're going to tell me the laws. Of uh, of the giving birth of a child, just tell me, isha ki yaleda, a woman. But well, what's up? You need to go and tell. Was this uh, the time Hashem is like, look, Bereshit. Shemot, you were young, vayikra you're old enough. Let's have the quest, the conversation about the birds and the bees. Isha ki Tazria, that's what's happening here. Now you're telling me how this works, my friends. There's something very important over here. Brought down by the Khidah, the Khidah says something very simple, very short. Very powerful. He says if you take a look at the words that Torah uses, right? Isha, Ki Tazriya, Ki Tazriya, Vialeda, Zachar. The first letters, Ki tazriah Vialeda, Zachar, are the letters that spell the word Zechut, illustrating that the child that's born to the mother, the merit for the child and how it turns out is predominantly. In the hands of the woman. Ishaki tazria, the the source, the uh, the mainstay of the home is the wife. And Rabutai, that's not just because of gender stereotypes that men go to work and women stay home, right? That's not the point. Even when women are career women, and I always love pointing this out. You know, people sometimes they're very quick to try and make everything uh, they turn it into gender politics. They want to make everything sound, everything Jewish or religious sound as if it's backwards. And I love pointing this out. <laughs> In a kollel house is the first and foremost place where a wife is the, working, is the working one. While her husband is studying to become a rabbi, to do whatever, who's holding down the job and the home? So the original working moms were not, uh, you know, secular. They were wives that were supporting their husbands while they were learning Torah. Okay, so this is not the concept when we say that the mainstay of the home, the uh, zichut of the way the child turns out belongs to the mother is not a function of, a, of the careers that they have, but rather that uh, the mother in her nurturing state, we know that general. in general women have a much more uh, nurturing persona, they're capable of raising the child in that way, and generally Uh, the men are much more disciplinary in their ways. And that doesn't mean that it's always the man or the husband or the father that's the one that lays down the law. You could have women who are very much the strong hand, but along with the strong hand, there's very much a sense of nurturing, a sense of understanding, even within discipline, an understanding of the child about what they're capable of. So the pasuk says you want to know what's going to bring about this child? I want to add one other element From the sefer From the ketav the sofer He writes something else That I thought was very very beautiful He said That you know There's One of the great mitzvot of the Torah Is the mitzvah of brit milah And in fact This brit is a covenant Between God and the Jewish people It's an eternal covenant It's a covenant Where we promise God To be there with him For him Forever and ever and the question is, how could there be something which is such a, a, a cornerstone of the Jewish faith, of Jewish practice and Jewish religion, is not relevant to women? How could such a thing be? How could there be a Brit which is not relevant to half the people? And the answer says the Kitav fair, he says it so beautifully. He says a woman also has a Brit. Not, obviously, a mark on the flesh. We're not talking about uh, FGM over here, right? But what we're talking about is that when a woman gives birth to a baby boy and her son has a Brit Milah, that acts as the zechut of Berit for a woman. I was blown away when I saw this. Where is the Brit Milah of a woman in the child that she brings to Brit Milah? Fascinating. In fact, there's a custom where the father... And the mother have a partnership, you notice at the Brit Milah. The mother brings the baby into the, into the thing, and then the father then goes and brings the baby to the Kiseh Sheleliyahu, to the Mohel. Now, some people think that that's some, some sort of egalitarian you know, thing. We wanted to give the woman a role, so we let her you know, carry the baby for a few steps. No. The woman and the man together are bringing their child to the Brit Milah. And it's important to understand, the function of a Brit Milah is not only your Brit Milah. If you look back, what was the mitzvah of Brit Milah? It was a covenant between God and Abraham. Why not to be a covenant between God and Avraham? Avraham already had another Brit with God. What was that called? The Brit Ben Avtarim. So he already had another Brit with God. This Brit was not with Abraham, it was with all future Avrahams. It was with the continuity of the Jewish people. This Brit Milah is a person saying, I'm going to fulfill all the mitzvot of the Torah. Fascinating to notice. The letters, Brit, Bet, Resh, Yud, Taf, 2, 200, 10, and 400 is exactly 612. What's the covenant that I'm going to keep the other 612 mitzvot? The promise of the 613th of Brit Milah is that I'm going to be faithful to all of the precepts, all of the uh, commandments of the Torah. So this idea, the, the uh, maintaining of the connection eternally with God was the concept of Brit Milah. And since we know that the women are the ones that strengthen the house, that give the the house its flavor, its spirituality, much more than the men, whether they are there or not there, since that's the case, my friends, Therefore, the Zechut belongs, uh, belongs to her. The element of Brit Milah that happens when she brings her son to the Brit Milah is also on some level her own Kiyum of Brit Milah. And I thought to myself that this idea, this novel concept does not only apply in the specific boundaries of the idea of Brit Milah, but rather that we see that when a person does not have a mitzvah, uh, many times the way that they can fill, fill or fulfill the mitzvah is by bringing a mitzvah about. Even if you do not do the mitzvah, the bringing about of a mitzvah, even if it's through somebody else, actually achieves for me that mitzvah as well. I'll never forget one of my dear friends who struggled, they couldn't have children for a very long time and eventually they decided if that's not God's plan, It's not God's plan for us to give birth to children. Maybe God's plan is that we should raise children of someone else that gave birth who couldn't raise them. Maybe we were given the other half of the coin uh, of having a family. They went out and they adopted a child and it went really well. They adopted a second child. Came time to adopt a third child. They were deciding should they do it, should they not. When they finally decided to adopt this third child, they got a phone call from the orphanage and the orphanage says this child has a sibling. It's very rare for someone... First of all, it's difficult to adopt in general. But it's very rare that two siblings should go to the same house. But as and when they can, they love to do it because enough disruption is already there. What a chance to be able to help the person give. My friends, they're deciding back for... Should they take the fourth child? Not take the fourth child. They took the fourth child, Rabotai. And what is amazing is that a short time after they adopted the fourth child... This woman who they told it would be impossible to have children became pregnant with triplets. She had three children. And after she had three children, a short while after that, God blessed them with another baby, a baby girl. What's fascinating to me is that Boreh Olam could have given her four children in a row. One, 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 one. Boreh Olam could have given her two and two. Why Boreh Olam give her three and one? To show her, you adopted three, I gave you three. You want to know why I gave you the next one? Because you were deciding whether or not to have the fourth. And then you decided to keep it. It's in order that the person should recognize that it was the zichut of what they did that brought them their own family. So overnight, their family went, to, so to speak, from four nearly to eight. It's unbelievable. Aruch Hashem recently, the last of their children actually just got married. Um, They should be zochet to have much nachat. Rav Nachat Kedusha from each of them. My friends, this idea of recognizing that if I don't have the mitzvah in my life, maybe I could bring about the mitzvah in the life of someone else. Maybe that wasn't my, that wasn't my merit. I know of a, a what's it called? A, 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 a young woman who spent a little time with us this year. She's someone who herself is an older, single, amazing woman. Very bright. Very capable. And she didn't have a shidduch. So she decided she was going to spend her time setting people up, and she found she has an unbelievable knack, and she's made tons of shidduchim. And although she hasn't yet been zocheh to find her nasib, she's happy and glad that if she doesn't have marriage herself, at least she's bringing about the misvah of marriage, of building Jewish homes, Uh, It's coming through her, through her efforts, through her achievements. What an unbelievable thing. May the merit of all the things that she's doing, the Zechut, bring about that Yeshua that she should find the person that fits her as well and she should be able to to do it uh, too in the merit of all of the joy that she's brought and the houses that she's building. My friends, I think the, uh, the aftermath of all of this is one point and that's the point I'd like to leave you with today. In terms of this concept, we're all familiar with this word zechut. What does zechut mean? Zechut means a merit, merit. But actually, there's another interpretation, right, to the word zechut. Anyone know where else do we find that word, where it does not mean merit? The root of the word of zechut is, huh? Zakai also is... Oh, you mean it's... Uh, yes, Zakai is a good example. But what's the root of that? Zakai is innocent. What is the root of Zakai? Zain chaf. Shemin. Zait Zach. It doesn't mean that this shemen merited to be in the... Although it also means that. That of all the olives on the tree, that this one should be zochet to be the one that gets to serve as God, it's also a merit. But the ter- terminology of Shem and Zayid Zach means pure. It is not a mistake that the word for zechut, the word for merit, is related to the word for purity. Something which does not have anything else mixed in. There's no sediment, there's no pieces. It's just the purest oil. Zach and zechut are the same. And I always thought to myself this concept. If instead of thinking of the interpretation of zichut, which means to get a merit. We thought of the interpretation of zichut, which means to do something in the purest possible way. We didn't think of getting the check, of getting the reward in shamayim, of getting the biracha that comes with it. All we thought of was of doing the mitzvah in its purest form. Uh, if you fulfilled one interpretation of the word, then the other interpretation of the word is dialed up to beyond anything beyond belief challenges it's a little difficult to do something for the purest of intentions when you also know that you're getting paid so how does one do that how do you distract yourself um, in the purity of something in order to be able to move away from the zahut, that a person who's trying to have children should help somebody else who does not have children and in the back of your head what are you thinking of yourself you're trying to think this is what i want so i'll help them you're trying to think of uh, your own shidduch so you think, you know what, I'll sponsor a wedding, or I'll help someone else find the shiduch, and maybe that will be a merit for me. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying a much more powerful zikhut would be to be able to do it in purity, to have the element of, of zakh in the zikhut. And I was thinking a lot about this, and there's many answers. I've given one before. One of the answers I've given before is for a person to get lost in the mitzvah. You start off, you're thinking about the zikhut. But if you expose yourself, you get involved, you're listening to the person, you're feeling their pain, you're in their house, you're looking in their refrigerator, you see there's no food, you go with them to the doctor, you're involved in the treatment that they're getting for fertility. The details eventually, what happens is the person gets sucked into the story. And maybe even for the briefest of seconds, you forget about your part and you're completely consumed with their part. That is a moment of zach, magnificent, a moment of purity, where you forgot about yours and you were only in it for them. That idea that I've shared before, I think applies here as well. If a person is trying to achieve some form of a zechut, and sometimes I must say that I experience this idea not in terms of what I need to receive, but in terms of what I need to become, so as an example, sometimes a person needs, they want, they need a child, or they're having trouble with their children, they need Hashem to bless them that they should be able to get through to their children. Or they're having a problem with Shalom Bayit, or they didn't get married, so they want to be able to be have that. So the Zichut that you're thinking of is in terms of what it gives me. I need parnasa. I need the Zichut, Rabbi. Rabbi, thank you for the Zichut. God knows, I need it. And you're thinking about what you can receive from the Zichut. Sometimes I like to turn that idea on its head. And think to myself not in terms of what i get for the mitzvah but what does the mitzvah make me do you ever find yourself doing something a little bit too selfish we're all selfish sometimes but sometimes you you look at yourself and it's like come on shlomo murray avi i'm better than that you ever find yourself that doing that instead of thinking of zikhut that way think of zikhut here i need to do a zikhut that makes me less selfish in terms of what it makes me, not what it gets me. When a person is operating that way, they're, so to speak, checking and finding the checks and balances in their existence. You know, you were mean to your wife, so a lot of times, or you did something you weren't so nice, or you weren't nice enough, what do you think? Oh, I gotta make it up to her. Forget about making making it up to her. You need to make it up to yourself. That's Zach. Zach means, I'm not this person. How did I do this to someone that I love? I need to be better. Not for her. Of course, also for her. But it should come from within me that I feel I need to. So what can I do for her that will make up for the fact in myself that I am not being the husband that I am? Think about this in terms of your children. You let down your children. You didn't spend enough time with them. You were a little bit mean. You were a little bit dismissive. You didn't pay attention to them. What do I do to rectify that? How can I rectify that feeling? How can I do something pure, just for them? When a person thinks of it that way, in terms not of what I get, but in terms of what I become, then that becomes the purest form of zechut that a person can achieve. And I think on some level, that's why by the mother we find this zechut being hidden, the chida's explanation of the berit. Because when I have the birit in my own body, I'm thinking to myself, not as a child, but I'm talking about mentally. My birit, my merit, my chips in shamayim. But when it's, it happens to not on you, happens in your son, it's one step removed, the mitzvah. It's easier for a person also to think in terms, not just of the chi in shamayim, but also in terms of them fulfilling the role that they have to play in this world Fulfilling their mission Becoming the person that they need to be Baruch Adonai Le'olam Amen ve'amen Rabbi Chalanya Ben